Welcome to the 5x Growth Podcast, where your host Carl brings you the best insights and takeaways from the books I read on startups, entrepreneurship, marketing, and sales. Get ready to level up and accelerate your personal and professional growth with every episode. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? So today we're starting a new book. It's called Late Bloomers. And I'm very excited with this book because I read half of it and find it very like interesting, the points that the author makes and uh, like how our society is obsessed with early achievements. And especially if you feel like, oh, I should have achieved more like five years ago and now I'm not at a place where I want to be or let's compare myself with some other Joe who like I don't know who's the same age but he makes more or whatever I think this is a perfect book for you because it kind of explains that uh, everything is not black and white in terms of your achievement in terms of fulfilling your full potential so, and I would like to read some of the reviews of the book by like some influential people. Not gonna mention their names, but I'm just gonna read the reviews for this book. So, Rich Carl Guard's Late Bloomers Shine a Much Needed Light on an Essential Human Truth that each one of us can realize our gifts and unlock our full potential, whether we're an early achiever or a late bloomer. As he shows, life is not a race, it's a journey. Now the second review. Carl Gard captures the truth about human development. We're all wonderfully gifted and with patience and the right circumstances we can all bloom in amazing ways. Third review. In our hyper-competitive society that pushes every child to be a Nobel Prize winner, Olympic athlete and concert cellist by age 18, this book lets readers breathe a big relaxing sigh of relief. Late Bloomers reminds us that life is a long, wonderful journey and that people need a healthy exploration period as they find their lane. Filled with inspiring anecdotes, hard science, cautionary tales and the author's own uh, meandering path to spectacular success this is a book you won't put down well I read all the reviews now you can make the decision whether you want to listen to this series of episodes uh, but let's move on to the introduction so it's not our fault it's not our fault that we failed to earn straight A's make perfect college board scores and get into our first choice of college. It's not our fault that we failed to earn millions of dollars by 22 and billions by 30, thus getting ourselves on the cover of Forbes. Or to end malaria, solve tension in the Middle East, advise a president or win our third Academy Award by 35. It's not our fault and we're not a failure in any sense just because our start 
just because our star didn't glow white hot from the start. And yet, early 21st century society has conspired to make us feel shame for exactly that, for not exploding out of the starting blocks like an Olympic sprinter, for not blooming early. Please don't misunderstand me. There is nothing wrong with applauding or encouraging early success. Achievements of all types deserves recognition and admiration. But today's powerful Zaitis goes far beyond simple recognition. Excessively promoting the primacy of early measurable achievement like grades, test scores, glamour, job, money, celebrity conceals a dark flip side. If we or our kids don't knock out SATs out of the park, gain admittance to a top 10 university, reinvent an industry or land our first job at a cool company, that's changing the world. Uh, We've somehow failed and are destined to be also runs for the rest of our lives. Is it worth it? Let's pause and think about this. Let's question the basic premise that early blooming is necessary for lifelong success and fulfillment. Frankly, I don't see the evidence. In fact, I see plenty of evidence going the other way. Now, let's let's ask ourselves, how many of us were dismissed early in our careers or are dismissed even now? What gifts and passions might we possess that haven't yet been discovered but that could give us wings to fly? Google once believed in early bloomer supremacy, and it's easy to see why. The company was started by two Stanford graduate students who had scored blazing maths SATs. For the first few years, Google hired young computer scientists and math whizzes in the image of its brilliant founders. Then Google discovered its workforce was lopsided. It had too much analytical IQ and not enough artistic sensibility and common sense. This disparity led to costly mistakes in the Google homepage design. More recently, Google has discovered that having high SAT scores and an elite college degree are sufficient predictors of an employee's career success at the companies. At the company, early bloomers are the current rage, but late bloomers more than hold their own. Best-selling novelist Jane Evanovich, born in 1943, grew up in a New Jersey blue-collar family. As a married housewife, she didn't discover her true passion and gift for writing until her 30s. Then, for another 10 years, she had only false, she had only false starts and rejections. Evanovich didn't learn to write thrillers until her 40s. Speaking of movies, actor Tom Hanks, the son of a hospital worker and part-time cook, was a slow starter with no obvious prospects who attended his local community college. Are things now different? Early bloomers are in the headlines, but are they succeeding as much as the media leads us to believe? In fact, many early bloomers are suffering terribly. Being seen as a potential late bloomer was once a mark of 
vitality, patience and pluck. Nowadays, more and more, it is seen as a defect and a consolation prize. This is an awful trend since it diminishes the very things that make us human, our experience, our resilience and our lifelong capacity to grow. The fact is, many of us are late bloomers or potential ones of some kind. At some point, we got stuck. I did for many years. At 25, despite a four-year degree from a good university, I failed to hold a job beyond dishwasher, night watchman and temporary typist. I was ragingly immature. Not surprisingly, my deep inferiority feelings grew worse as I remained glued to life's launching path. As I look back, I'm not forgiving forgiving of my early 20s self since my brain's prefrontal cortex, um, the location of, of what brain researchers call executive functions, was not fully developed. My brain literally was not ready to bloom. Does that sound like you? Given the intense pressure on us to succeed in school, in sports, in our early careers, we panic. But neuroscience makes it, makes it clear that we should go easier on ourselves. The median age for the full maturation of executive functioning is around 25. I was closer to 27 or 28 before I became conscious that I could think rationally, plan ahead, and comport myself like an adult. For the fortunate majority of us, however, some kind of intellectual or spiritual awakening happened, and we stepped onto a new, improved road. We found our way, but others become so steeped in shame or see themselves as so far removed from opportunities that they never develop their ability to bloom. And I would argue that failure to bloom during one's lifetime is a catastrophic for people and for societies. People need to know they can bloom and excel and come into their own at any age or stage. So what does so what exactly does it mean to be a late bloomer? Simply put, a late bloomer is a person who fulfills their potential later than expected. They often have talents that aren't visible to other, others initially. The key word here is expected, and they fulfill their potential frequently in novel and unexpected ways, surprising even those closest to them. They're not attempting to satisfy uh, with greeted teeth, the expectations of their parents or society, a false path that leads to burnout and bitterness, or even to depression and illness. As Oprah Winfrey says, everyone has a supreme destiny. Late bloomers are those who find their supreme destiny on their own schedule, in their own way. Late bloomer is structured in the following order. The first two chapters examine how we arrived at this moment of early blooming madness and the shockingly high price we pay for it, both as individuals and as a society. Chapter 3 reveals how the latest neuroscience and cognition research supports the concept of blooming. 
not just in our teens and young adult years, but throughout our lives. That means our current obsession with early blooming is a human construct, not supported by science. I believe you'll be surprised, relieved, and happy as you read chapter 4 and its explanation of six unique and powerful late-blooming gifts. The book's second half dives deeper into additional late-bloomer advantages that are not obvious. In fact, they may seem like barriers at first, but with insight, practice, and patience, we can harness them toward a lifetime of blooming. That's all for today's episode of the 5X Growth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with a friend and leave us a rating and review. For show notes and more, visit our website at 5xgrowth.com. Until next time, stay focused and keep growing.